Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to a slightly later edition of the Weekend Wrap uh, due to another stupid scheduling game. And uh, spoiler alerts on this one, if you uh, didn't watch the live telecast and you're currently watching it on uh, Channel 7, uh, don't listen to us until later on. Um, but in the meantime, I can say hello to Nikki. How are you going, Nick? I'm going very well. Although, would it be a spoiler alert saying if they don't want to, and if they want to avoid some pain, <laughs> listen to it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just save yourself the trouble. And Macca, how are you going, mate? Um, I've just joined the I Hate Burton group. <laughs> Why is that, mate? I, I just think that a football club's not something that you have as a toy to mess around with and experiment, and that. He had fucked our whole season up, be very blunt about the whole thing. And I think as supporters, we have been let down very badly by the club in so many ways and also all the bullshit that's come out afterwards. So mm, yeah. I, I'm not in a good mood. Yeah, well, let's get the formalities out of the way and go to the roundup of the weekend's results so far. Well, it's been a weekend so far of either really good close games or really terrible games. A couple of real blowouts this week. So let's zip through them. Uh, Friday night, Port had a pretty good win against the not-at-MCG Tigers. Uh, Port winning 10 goals, 12-72 to 8 goals, 10-58. you guys watch that at all? Yeah, I did, and I got to take my hat off to Port. They played with an intensity that I wish that we had. They have... Uh, they're rather poor with their foot, foot skills and they burn the ball a lot, but their intensity at getting the ball is uh, second to nobody's and I wish we could apply that to our game. I saw little bits and then turned it off. Um, really, Richmond, away from home, they're shit. Well, yeah. Paul, Paul kicked two goals in the second half and win. They just yeah, shut, it, shut, shut the game down after half time, and Richmond just couldn't find a way through. Richmond is shit away from home. Mm. Away from the MCG, they cannot play. Yeah. They're just incredibly lucky that, oh, look, all their finals are going to beat the MCG. Mm. Created, uh, created premiers. Mm. Uh, Saturday we had uh, Geelong getting up over North, uh, 14-12-96 to 8 goals, eleven fifty nine. The Kangaroos would be a little bit disappointed with that result, I would have thought. Well, they got yep, bastards, I tipped them. Uh, uh, I did too, but because um, I, I don't really rate Geelong as a genuine premiership chance, and uh, I've got to say Gary Ablett pulled one out of the pass. He played a beauty. Um, but North Melbourne, honest team, but they're not there. Not quite. Not quite there yet. Yeah, I, I think uh, Geelong had a reasonably good day. I mean, they got a fair bit out of Hawkins, um, and you, you know we can't underestimate the influence of playing down at Cadinia Park. So. I wouldn't be riding off north just yet, um, but uh, you're right, probably a six to eight team uh, at the end of the day, Macca. Yeah, um, you're probably right. Uh, the biggest blowout of the round uh, was the Giants getting over a very disappointing Suns. Uh, 20 goals, 14, 134. Four goals, 226 to the Suns. The Giants starting to find a little bit of form midway through the season, and the Suns just... just They've had their bye and 
things aren't going to get any better for Gold Coast this year, unfortunately. No, I thought they'd play a second by you because they never turned up. Uh, <laughs> they get GWS. Yeah. The GWS gave a good exhibition of skills, and uh, you know what? You know, watching blokes like Kelly, uh, lovely to watch. I mean, could you really call that a blowout? Considering the Suns didn't seem to really show up. No, it was probably an eclipse. But it's a great example. There, there are two created teams. You know, they both came with the given the same opportunities virtually, um, and they've used them differently. And uh, it's very easy to see which one was more successful. Well, certainly as it stands. Um, and, you know, my impression is that the AFL have actually got more invested in GWS than the Suns. I don't think that they would have messed up uh, the giant schedule um, to the same degree that they messed up Gold Coast schedule this year. I mean, Gold Coast just can't come back from that start. It's just horrific. Yeah, anyway. Goes to, goes to show the I still don't think the Gold Coast should ever have been created in the first place. I mean... The AFL, if they'd had any balls, were said to North Melbourne, you are going up there, and they would have had an established team with an established mm. following, and without all the pain and agony that's gone ahead with it, mm. they showed no balls. Yeah, well, in, in hindsight, uh, North are probably thinking they're lucky stars because the Gold Coast is just a graveyard for, for most sporting clubs, and I think it might be a graveyard for Gold Coast if they don't pick it up over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney also having a pretty big win against St Kilda. Sydney nineteen goals twelve one twenty six to the Saints seven goals thirteen fifty five. I didn't see the game, but uh, that uh, seems to indicate that St, uh, that Sydney are uh, travelling nicely at the minute. Yeah, I, when I watch Sydney, uh, I always think to myself, "That's the type of club I wish we were," because uh, to me. It's very, very, once in a hundred blue moons do they turn in a, an effort that you'd, you'd be very, very criti- critical of. But they always seem to be giving a 100% effort, and uh, I just wish we were like them. And nothing from Nick. Uh, and then we... Nah, <laughs> didn't say it. And then uh, today we had the Bombers 12-12-84 getting over Brisbane 8-14-62. Brisbane uh, mounting a little bit of a fight back towards the end. Uh, but Essendon getting over the line, not a bad win for the Bombers, actually, given Brisbane haven't been in terrible nick lately. Oh, I love watching the Bombers play, to be honest. Uh, they don't play with what I call caution, or they don't seem to have um, a secondary plan to put with it's got a bit of defence in it. And so when you play against the Essendon, you've really got two teams uh, that just keep going flat out in one, in one direction, <laughs> and it's good to watch. Well, they've got the benefit of having nothing to lose at the moment, Macca, don't they? Um, they do. You'd think they that do. once they start contending, um, Westfold's going to have to build some defensive action into that team. But at the moment, you're right, they are. They do play an enjoyable brand of footy, um, mm. you know, and uh, uh, getting some nice wins. So they'll probably end up, you know, you'd think 10 to, 10 to 14, which isn't a bad result, really. And they'll get a good draft pick out of it. They'll all that fun. Yep, that's right. Anyway, so uh, no point looking at the ladder just at the minute, although um, obviously with today's result, Adelaide slipped further down the table. Um, And speaking of the Adelaide result, let's get right into that now, shall we?
Well, we didn't run enough, did we? Um, a disappointing result for the Adelaide Crows today or this afternoon. Going down to Fremantle, 9 goals 14.68 to Adelaide. Uh, Fremantle kicking 10 goals 11.71. A three-point margin in the end uh, with Miles Pahoki kicking that goal on the siren. Oh, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do you start? I mean, there's a million things that you'd be very critical of. Structures, uh, performances, um, and I won't get into the performances of those who won't steal the earth thunder early, but you, you'd have to say um, we were beaten by a much lesser talented side who had a much bigger go at it than we did. And, and also, I thought, had a had a very distinct game plan as compared to ours. We we I think we just uh, played more on hope than anything. I, I I was disgusted to be honest. Nick, what were your uh, initial thoughts? Oh, it was such a frustrating game to watch. We should have bloody won. Um, with why, Nicky? Well, all those shots on goal we had in that last quarter, we had control of the ball. We're um, good enough. We're good enough. Well, they, they didn't miss by much, Macca. We actually did have some decent performances out of player. It wasn't shit across the entire board. Bet's, so Bet's two goals, I, six. I know, I know it feels like an absolute kick in the gut and we should have bloody won the game, but you also do have to give some credit where it's due because those players never, ever dropped their heads. They still kept trying in spite of what was going on, in spite of some bewildering umpiring and a goal that was um, gifted to Fremantle uh, as well in the first quarter uh, with uh, Neil, hands in the back, so fucking blatant. It wasn't, oh, was not funny. Well, particularly after they they, um, paid one against Tex as well that was uh, in a bump. They didn't pay it against Tex. They paid it against Eddie. Oh, that's right. You're right too. Because he he just ran and he stood his ground. Mm. He's allowed allowed to be front and square in a a bloody, as a rover, he's allowed to be front and square. He's allowed to be there. Yeah. Um, you, you can't defend them because they were playing. What? I can you, defend some of those players. You can't there's, defend there's, them. There's some, I, there's some I will not defend, but there's a whole lot of them I will because Nikki, they did actually give their all and they tried. The last time I looked, it was a team game and the team lost. And then they lost to a team that's, that's playing about eight or nine kids who've had about 14, 15 games maximum. And... Uh, we we can't use injuries in, as an excuse because um, if you look at the team they put out there, uh, we should have easily beaten it. They still had some decent talent in there because, hello, Michael Walters, although that was a bit of stupidity from him at the end and he'll miss uh, next week. Nicky, oh, after, do. after you've used your right hand and counted up to five, where are you going to go after that? To what? For For good players, apart from their kids. You mean like Mundy still played really well? Wilson played excellently off the back half. You um, still had Michael Walters going there. You had Lockie Neal, who is not a kid. He's four. very experienced. You're up the four. Um, there's, there are other <laughs> players as well, but I, I don't give a shit about their team. They actually played well across. So they had 14 players. That's not their entire team. They Maybe. actually played really well. We were shit. And it wasn't just their kids. And guess what? We've got fucking kids in our team too. How and many? they didn't drop their heads. Oh, I'm sorry, but Miller, is at, Miller, when he played on Walters, he actually played bloody well. Nikki, we were poor. 
Look, I think uh, my, my impression was that the um, uh, for the most part and probably I would say for the majority of the team, uh, there was certainly no lack of effort. Um, my impression was that we just we couldn't clean grab the ball. Uh, we just fumbled all day. When we did have the ball, we were horrific um, in trying to hit targets. Matty Crouch, I don't know what's gone on since he's come back, but he couldn't hit the side of a barn at the moment. His, no, his disposal is his disposal. Right, absolutely. And That's in general, our, our entries into the forward line were just atrocious. Um, you know, and not even just missing. Uh, you know, it's not a matter of just not kicking to advantage. We're missing by metres. And to me, that, that indicates a disconnect between the midfield and the forward line. They're not missed kicks. They're blokes running to positions that the midfield aren't expecting or the midfield thinking that they're going to run to positions where they should should not be thinking. So there's there's okay. a clear disconnect in in our uh, entries patterns at the moment because it was it was horrific. That's where we lost it. Undoubtedly, what you're saying. We did, like, so many times we hit chess, but they were theirs. And, you know, um, our usage of the ball was was horrible. I I thought it was really horrible. Now, and particularly, particularly so, coming into the forward line. Now, Vardy Magic, I wasn't going to raise this until later, but Vardy Magic on the chat says, had said, I thought Rat was serviceable. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, kids, if you're listening, just block your ears for a minute, right? Rory fucking Atkins is the biggest squib on the planet, and the sooner he gets dropped, the better. He did not fucking straight line one contest. I, I, oh, my God. He just stands and waits. He doesn't go in. He... Uh, the last five minutes, he cost us a goal and he actually squibbed two chances around clearances where we could have gone forward as well. He doesn't deserve to be in the team and it's about time he was made accountable. We left a bloke in the twos, Pat Wilson, who's been playing so well. And yes, he's not quick, but he's he puts in and he's got a beautiful kick and uh, he deserves a shot. And blokes like Rory Atkins at the moment need to just be made accountable by the coaching staff because he was fucking terrible. That's my right. A lot of the times it was actually him not chasing his wingman into the forward line, which then created a a poor defence, had two extra players to try and cover because Rat was like, oh, that's my man over there somewhere. He was terrible. I I agree with you, Nicky. You you did beat me to that particular point because um, it isn't just what, uh, Phoenix was saying it's also what you were saying as well and and if you look at his numbers you say okay you know he did this and he did that but gee what he didn't do is is really the problem how many times and, does the bloke get caught holding the ball like how many times when he does get the ball he just wants to he doesn't have the ability to dispose of it he just he turtles up and he gets caught holding the ball so bloody often um, and it would probably be even more noticeable if he actually got the ball more in close. But, but everything that he does at the moment is, and I'm sorry, I hate bagging players to this extent, but, Jesus, I just wanted to jump through the TV and punch him in the face. I really did. Um, yeah, also the other very big disappointment to me was uh, Source. Um, oh, Macca, God help he, us. He's looking, he's looking like he's finished, and, I, and I'm... I, Maybe he finished, maybe it's his back. I don't know. But at the or the moment, fact that there's a young baby at home keeping him awake most of the night. Oh, Nicky, come on. Come on. He's not the only player. No, he's not, no, he's not the, the only player with, doing with that. Kids, right? He's not the only player. No, spot on. 
But, but um, I agree. I agree with you guys. He's just dropped off a cliff so fast, and Apness they deliberately kicked to him on that outside because they knew Source couldn't cover him. He got yeah. slaughtered today by a, a bloke who's played a handful of games, and like I'll, I'll happily say that I called this on Jacobs about six weeks ago. So he hasn't just fallen off a cliff in the last couple of weeks. He's been shit for the majority of this season. And why do they persist? Why aren't they making these players accountable? I know that we've got injuries, but we've got replacements for Atkins, and we've got a ready-made replacement who has been toiling in the twos for two, three years now in in Riley O'Brien. They need to give him a run. And for God's sakes, if he's got a crook back, Jacobs, why stick him on a three-hour flight to Perth when we've got a young lad, Sandilands is out, so... Stick the young lad in there, for God's sakes. I don't understand well, why they persist with him. I agree with you. and But I think from a longer-term point of view, um, I, I'd, I'd say I'd let Lynch go if he wants to go for more money somewhere else and use that money and get Lysett over here because... No, he's uh, fucking useless, Macca. No, he's not. No, I watch it, him very... Macca. I reckon he can play. No, he's not a lead ruckman, Macca. He's not he's a lead a ruckman. Stringer. He plays well when they've got Nat Newey playing. But he's not a lead ruckman. I, I, I like I've looked at him myself because he seems the obvious replacement, being an Adelaide boy. But uh, not I'm not sold to be honest. I'm not sold. Anyway, but look, a, a Stoby pole at the moment would be better than Jacobs. So um, you know, <laughs> he actually he, he did actually win a couple of taps. Yeah, straight, straight to them. Time and time again, uh, Nikki, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Oh, it was so frustrating. Like um, the commentators in the last couple of minutes were saying, you know, Source needs to step up and, and feed something to our midfield. And right at that very moment, what did he do? <laughs> Fed it straight to them. It was unbelievable. Anyway, such is life. Uh, look, let's get on to some head-to-head stats, shall we? And... Uh, We'll have a bit, of, bit more of a rant afterwards. Uh, look, uh, disposals, look, 427 to 360, and we'll, we'll drill down on that in a minute. But 230 kicks to 205, 197 handballs to 155. Frio used the ball by hand more than what we did, uh, which isn't in itself a problem. But Frio had 70 more uh, uncontested possessions than us. Um, and clearly they had a plan to keep the ball off us. Uh, their disposal efficiency was excellent. Ours was putrid. Um, and I think uh, credit to Lyon for coming up with something and credit to Frio for for carrying it out. You know, 106 marks to 81 is indicative of that. Um, even though we're chasing tail a bit, 64 tackles, Fremantle to 54. 54 tackles to, to by Adelaide. Not good enough. GWS had 30 in the first quarter against us last week. 54 tackles. 54 tackles. It's bullshit. For a team that is trying to play for their season, it is rubbish. Uh, Source won the hitouts 42 to 31, but it didn't seem to make any difference. Uh, freeze were even, but I thought the umpires were pretty average. Um, they yep. Some really um, and as decisions. I mentioned also, there was um, the mark and I'm putting inverted commas around the mark, paid to the wrong Frio player, the one who had the ball second mm-hmm. from the contest with um, Pierce. They paid it as a mark. 
it was so clearly not a mark. And I swear the number of times I actually saw they actually blew the whistle before the player had taken it and it, they then dropped the ball. Mm. Well, Nikki, they were, well, they were I don't, shocking. It, what was really uh, my, my main beef about the umpires was the critical decisions that they either didn't make in our favour and uh, there were two or three of those in our forward line which uh, could have easily, or not easily, should have been free kicked. Um, you know, for example, there was, a, there was a push in the back to Gibson, um, which we got a oh, point. Oh, yeah. Now, that was 100% a free kick, and mm-hmm. that was an example of one. That, but there was probably about two or three of those. And also they got a couple of charities, I thought, that, uh, you know, you, you've quoted one, and I think it was about two. That, and, and, you know, in a game when you lose by less than a goal, that counts. But having said that, I still come back to the, the principle of, we were playing a very lowly side, a very lowly side that's got very inexperienced players in it. And um, if we want to even think that we should be participating in finals, we should be cleaning them up, and we didn't. So, well, you know, back to that. Interesting. Rebound fifties were equal. Inside, take your finger off the button, Mako. Inside fifties were equal, fifty each. Um, we were very inefficient in front of goal, I thought, uh, and I've already mentioned already uh, about our lack of cohesion going forward uh disposal efficiency as i mentioned we were under 70 which is the benchmark we're at 68.6 um contested marks they bet us in the air uh 15 12 which is disappointing uh their tools played really well i thought marks inside 50 again disappointing josh jenkins couldn't get near it uh 12 7 uh, in favor of Fremantle. Clearances were even, uh, although uh, they won the centre clearances 10 to 8, uh, and we were one up on stoppage clearances. Uh, again, uh, I didn't feel like our clearances were anywhere near as effective as them. When, it seems that other teams, when they get a clearance against us, it seems that other teams are very easily able to run away from the stoppage, whereas we, when we get a clearance, it seems to me that it takes us a while to clear the area. Uh, or it's I, a snap, or it's just a quick kick without looking. Oh, Matt yeah, Crouch but, continually, continually doing it. Um, yeah, because but, they, they they have that they have that one position right on the outside in the clear, so that they can have a clear kick. Yeah, but Macker, it's not rocket science, is it? I mean, why oh, is it? No. That, why is it that we are struggling so much with our with our um, stoppage positioning and our and our work inside at the moment? It's not for one of a couple of lads inside trying hard, although they're a bit <coughs> down today, but. You know, we just seem to be out of position. We don't seem to be agile around the contest. We seem to be very flat-footed. Uh, whereas opposition teams, and Fremantle again uh, showed it more than once, that they were able to, to break open a stoppage and run out of a stoppage a lot cleaner. And had they been a more skilled side, um, we would have got slaughtered. You know, they uh, often they weren't able to capitalise on their clearance work, but uh, against a better side, we would have got smashed. I thought Gibbs was the only one when when the, the when he had the ball in a stoppage that mm. seemed to have the time and ability to think his way through it. Mm. Yeah, well, he did some lo- he did some really nice stuff again. Mm. But well, uh, he was he was uh, he was one out of one. Douglas did a couple of good things, but you know, in terms of, of a whole game, I thought Gibbs stood out of that area and with very little support. Well, the thing with Douglas is that, you know, I've been a bit critical of Richie over the over the uh, season so far, but he has been putting in. But I just don't think he's actually playing enough time in the middle at the moment. I'd like to see him involved a little yeah. bit more. He seems to be um, out of the contest quite a bit, you know, playing across a half-forward line or 
or, or something. And I, it just doesn't seem to me that he's involved in enough stoppage, uh, stoppage uh, activity around the ground. And he is putting in, and he's not a bad player uh, when he's going all right. Uh, I just I think don't think he's around it enough. No, I agree with you. He's in relatively good form too. Mm. It's, it, he's, I think he's playing as well as he can, but, uh, you know, it's a matter of how you use him. Um, so when he has been in the million, he hasn't gone too bad. Yeah. Um, look, I, you know, I don't think he gets enough value for his work sometimes, Richie, I, but uh, he is one of the players that I would say is putting in. Anyway, look, I mean, uh, apart from the disposal um, disparity, which was just basically a, a difference in the manner in which the ball was uh, moved from one end to the other, I, I felt really it came. we had that game to win if we had just used the ball better going into our forward 50. I, I, honestly, all, all the other things aside, and you can argue that we weren't playing well and I'd agree with you, what cost us the game, in my opinion, was our was our work into into the forward line. Yeah, well, the, the entries were pretty terrible, weren't they? That was shit. Uh, but then again, you know, the, the forwards uh, didn't all uh, didn't necessarily make very good position either. Um, yeah, but, but that depends, Macca. Like, I think sometimes the entries make the forwards look stupid. Yeah, because they were kicking to spots that. That we weren't there, and they they don't we don't seem to have the and even in general field play, Hugh Greenwell was another another that was bloody shit house in general field work by foot. Matt Crouch was game. Matt Crouch was terrible by foot. Um, we yeah, couldn't or, seem to hit or, a target, he, or he would give the ball to somebody who had somebody on their hammer all the time. Nikki, it used oh to drive God. me crazy. Anyway. Um, we're clearly out of form. We're clearly lacking in confidence. We're clearly, um, in my opinion, unfit uh, or not well. Um, we, we're not running defensively at all. Um, you know, the best Adelaide teams are the ones that apply that frontal pressure and get up in the opposition's face. And we had a perfect opportunity today to do that with Fremantle. And, you know, the selectors and the coach had made their statement by picking Tex. Um, you know, as a sign of intent that we were going over there to win the game, but I, it didn't seem to me as if we had that much urgency to do so. Well, you know, PJ uh, Crows has made the comment, no cohesion, and I think that's a very, very good point. And I, I thought when they chose Tex, I thought, well, he probably won't have a huge impact physically on the game, but he might mentally by uh, organising that forward line, but no, that, that, that certainly didn't apply at all. Well, no, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll counteract you there, Macca. I actually think he did. It's the midfield. We, we were making good positions for those forwards, but like Phoenix was just saying before, the midfield were then kicking it not to our advantage or kicking it direct to them, where you can actually see we had better positioning um, with our other forwards. I actually thought there was a bit more cohesion actually in our forward line this time. We seem to we seem to have have a uh, a bit more room in the forward line this this week. Um, yeah, but, and uh, I reckon that that's Tex actually directing that. And yeah, even the, the the defensive run is not coming from the majority of the midfield. It's coming our forwards do follow up, which is why we then get caught out because they've had to follow up and chase down their players, and they're doing that when we then get the ball. We've got to stop and chip and chip and chip because we've got to get back so far. 
I mean, Maka and, and Nikki, you guys know that when you're kicking into the forward line or you're kicking in, in, even in general field play, you kick to grass. You don't kick to a player on his head. And at yep. the moment, no. we we don't seem to be kicking to grass. We're not kicking to the to the space and letting Correct. the forward yeah. line run on. We, we're kicking it on top of him and he's got to stop, prop, wrestle. And by that stage, you've lost all your momentum and it's very easily countered. We don't seem to... I mean, this is basic stuff, and I don't understand why we can't do it. Yeah, I did think, though, that they used, they used a very, very deep press uh, Fremantle, which is why when they cleared the ball, they were often kicking to open space and then to their forward line and running onto the ball. Well, um, see, Macca, we not, were also pressing very high, and I was going to get to that. Sorry, mate, I cut you off. Keep well, going. No, well, they're actually, you're right. There were two high presses, but... Um, we had ours up very high, and they had theirs up very high, and and but also had a couple in there deep. And I think they they were trying to plug the hole. So you know, you were saying kicking to the to the space, and that's what you're supposed to do. But I think that they they uh, blocked a lot of the spaces where to run to. No, by I having don't. No, you go and watch it again. You you go and well, watch it again, Mac. Because no, we we kicked horrendously. Me pun. We kicked horrendously to our forwards. Our oh. forwards were making some really good movement. I mean, and occasionally we would kick correctly to them. I mean, the the one that Jenkins actually got on the lead, there was some great forward play there. There was a really clever block by Darcy. Um, Jenkins actually, that was, I think, his second, possibly his third lead. And it was a beautiful, beautiful pass to him out in front. Um, and I like actually what Jenkins does, that he will do that little slow two-step and then break away again, so it just yeah. halts the defender up. He's, he's, just a, he's goose turned step. into, a, yeah, he's turned into a really clever forward, and we did not utilise him as well as we could have because of poor kicking from midfield and, so, and some of our defenders into the forward line. Well, hang on, Nick. Uh, I would say that he's turned into a good average forward, um, because. It's not very often that Josh will uh, will win a ball when it's not on his terms, uh, and the really, really, really good forwards can make something out of nothing in those circumstances. Um, and I see a bit of that in Darcy Fogarty um, down the track. Um, but Josh is playing well enough, um, and you're right, we didn't utilise him enough, um, but I don't want you to get carried away and all of a sudden say that Josh is a great forward because he's not. He's just serviceable. <laughs> No, no, he's turned into a good one. He's turned into exactly what we wanted him to be. He's a lot more physical. He got a hell of a hit. He hurt his shoulder in that second quarter. I'm sorry. And he, I'm sorry. Nobody wanted another Matthew Robran. And <laughs> he's essentially, Robin. no, I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is actually, Nick. I really don't. Robin was a lot more up and down. You had some very, very, very quiet games. Josh is consistent. He's not a superstar, no, but he's a good forward. You, you go back and have a look at the stats and see how many games we lost when Robin wasn't playing. Our, our win-loss when Robin wasn't playing was unbelievable because the thing that Robin used to do, he used to make a contest and he always used to straighten us up. Um, Josh, Josh doesn't but, play that way. Also a very different style of football play back yeah, then. Yeah, very true. Uh, but, but you are right. He, he, he was a key. Anyway, uh, go on, yeah, I just went one silly comment. Yeah. Uh, did you read the summary on the, on the internet uh, of the match? No, I haven't read anything yet, mate. Well, 
uh, most peculiar headbutt I've ever seen in my life. Walters, as I said, Walters got reported for headbutting do- uh, Dodo. Headbutting with his fist. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Well, he didn't headbutt Dodo. He gut punched Kelly. Oh, no, no, no. He must have because the 50 was a high against him. So it was that he ah. punched Kelly and yeah. then the 50 was paid for a high that Walters did to Dodo. So that must have been the headbutt. So he hasn't been reported for the punch yet. He's going to get two reports. Well, he he has to go for the gut punch. He'll get a week for the gut punch. Uh, And now that there's a a head bump, and no, that is not good. mm. So so it was for high, Nicky? Yeah, that's what the 50 was. Afterwards, that was the 50. Yeah, you're right, Nick. Dude got in his face. Ah, so you're saying after he punched Kelly in the guts, he's... Yep. Well, yeah, I didn't see that. I'm gonna to have to go record it. I have to go back and have a good yeah. look at that. But why didn't the I umpire don't think was, it was right, really that right clear. there? The gut punch. Oh, uh, yeah, but he was behind. God, how many so umpires are on the oh, bloody field? No. There, there's know, a goal umpire. Is, there's a boundary umpire. There's, nah. Yes, and this is their stupidity that they will wait to see the vision and then report it mm. off of the and wait for it, the report to happen off of the vision. That way, it can't be contested because. They've already gone through the vision. Yeah, this well. is this is stupidity from the AFL. If you saw it there, then you're done. Gone. Yeah. Should have been. All right. Should, should have been a fifty from that point. Let's go through some individual stats, shall we? Um, not that not there's much to write home about. <laughs> this is you know, fun. Well, we didn't have one player into the thirties with possessions, which was pretty average. Um, How many did Gibbs end up with? He's, so Bryce had 14 and 14 for 28, uh, took a mark, nine tackles, four inside 50s, four clearances. Um, he had 13 contested possessions, only went at 57% disposal efficiency, which was indicative. Um, had six score involvements um, and six intercept possessions, but turned it over eight times, undid a lot of his work. Um, and... What's noticeable with all of our midfielders at the moment is that their time on ground numbers are up. Eighty um, percent of time on ground for Gibbsy. Uh, and he actually he actually spent a considerable amount of time on the bench with um in the third quarter third with quarter, uh, yeah. Qu- yeah quite a hit yeah um, he did, he, that he, he did. got in the back of the ribs. But oh. you know you got you got to add nine tackles in there as well. I thought Gibbs was easily our best player, and uh, mm. uh, and then of these disposals, a lot of those were. He was surrounded by three or four of the opposition as well. So uh, I thought he, he, Gibbs did a pretty good effort. And uh, if everybody had played as well as Gibbs, we wouldn't have lost. Yeah, I think I, at one yeah. stage, what is it, he had five score involvements or something? Yep. Yeah, he needed to get a bit more involved in those last 10 minutes, I thought. I think this this is probably my knock on Bryce at the moment, is that he, he's a senior player... And yet, I don't see a lot of assertiveness in his play, if that makes sense. He's a very creative player and, and all the rest of it. But he's the type of player, particularly with this young group around him in the midfield, he, him and Douglas, when Douglas is rolling through there, they they need to be the ones to, to pick up the slack and to and to show the, the other blokes how, how it's done. And I don't yeah, but see if, Gibbs doing that. That's probably my knock know, on him at the moment. But in fairness to Bryce, Bryce is... Um, he's meant to be the second string in the orchestra in the sense that you need the Sloan and the Brad Crouch doing the uh, hard work and Bryce being on the receiving. And at the moment, Bryce is doing the, a lot of the work that he's supposed to be uh, 
receiving, uh, he's doing the doing rather than the receiving. And, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Macca, yeah. you're a senior player. I mean, yes, he's a second string to Sloan and that, but Sloan's not there. I understand that, and at the moment, the boys that are supposed to be doing it, and they did, they've did they done it a couple of times uh, well, and uh, that's Greenwood and uh, Camillus Yeoman, but at the mo- they, they didn't have great games again today, and I suppose in fairness, they might be running out of a little bit of steam because we're asking them to do boys to do a man's job in terms of experience. Um, but uh, I'm not going to be critical of Bryce because I just think that you can't expect one man to carry it all on his shoulders when no, that's not No, that's not what I'm well, saying, Macca. What I'm saying is there are points in the game and the last quarter, halfway through the last quarter, there's a moment in the game where senior players have to stand up and it's something that we've lacked We've we've lacked it in big games for a long time. You know, we've uh, Sloan has dropped off in that regard over the last twelve to eighteen months with his issues with the tag. You know, Tex, Tex can do it occasionally with a bomb, but I thought Tex missed a golden opportunity when he took that mark and dished it off to McKay. Tex just needed to go back from fifty five and put that through. Um, he did. You know, no, I hundred percent agree with that. You know, and Bryce is another one. Bryce is the type of guy, he's got enough games under his belt. He, he costs us a lot of money, a, a lot of draft picks. He needs, in big moments, he needs to assert himself and actually understand that he's a senior player and, he, you know, he needs to take control. And we don't have many of those players at the moment and it shows in big moments. Anyway. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we've got any at the moment. Well... Aside from aside from tax, really not. Uh, anyway, uh, Matty Crouch, eleven and fourteen for twenty five touches, two marks, three inside fifties, uh, three clearances, uh, only six contested possessions, nineteen uncontested possessions. Went at seventy two percent, which absolutely astounds me. Um, oh, a little short pass at fifteen meters. Yeah, six score involvements, uh, five turnovers. Um, yeah, I, he hasn't looked right since he's come back from that hamstring. Well, it's it's the decision-making, which is what's confusing me, was he was absolutely flying last year with his decision-making. That mm. was actually really well done. This, he's gone back to the very start of his career, the little panic, handball, short one, dinky kicks, you know, that's all he's doing. I mean, last year, yeah, he used to turn it over a little bit, but he was taking those risky kicks. Um, his Disposal efficiency had improved out of sight last year, and now it's just gone. Poof, bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Nick. I reckon at one stage he almost reached elite the way he was kicking uh, last year. Um, and the other thing that's very noticeable of Matt, Matt, Matty Cratch is you look in the tackles column, and there's a zero. Yep, that's right. And he normally he, he used to be good for like anything up to ten tackles. Yeah, he used to love tackling. Now he's just like, oh, there's my man out the other side of the pack. Bye. Well, so, uh, let, I think Phoenix probably right. I don't think he's 100%. Let, let's read uh, just quickly because I was going to read this afterwards, but uh, DSG brought it up in the tra- chat and then you've just mentioned it, Macca. So we mentioned uh, in the head-to-head stats, you know, our low tackle count. Here are the players that, that um, made less than five tackles, okay? Jake Kelly, zero. Matt Crouch, zero. Rory Atkins, zero. Surprise, surprise. Paul Seedsman, zero. Miles That's Polky, a surprise to me. Miles Polky, one. Luke Brown, one. 
Josh Jenkins won. Taylor Walker won. Sam Gibson won. Darcy Fogarty, two. Hardigan, two. Talia, two. Jacobs, two. Douglas, two. McKay, three. Uh, and then you've got the fours, Murphy, Miller, Greenwood and Betts. But that's two-thirds of our side laid less than four tackles and all bar three players on our side, in our side laid less than five tackles. It's just not... You, how are you going to win a game of footy? Well, you're not. You're not. Snap, Macca. You're just not. It's not going to happen. So, you know, and that's that's lack of desire. It's, it, that's what it comes down to. It's a lack of desire. And that's a really... Whether the players are mentally fried, uh, whether oh, they've given the season so. away, or whether they're just not able to... Whether they're not agile at, in the legs enough at the moment to be able to get into right positions, I don't know, but... No, they're, they're giving their opponents too much space. That's what was frustrating so much about the game for me today was that they were within a distance and they'd keep that distance. It's like you can't close quick enough. Get fucking closer to them. You need to be, if you're a defender, you need to be arm's length away, well, not guy, five to ten metres. Yeah, Hardigan was very, very guilty of that today. Um, the, what's the name of that tall, really tall bloke in the forward line? Who um, took the, uh, took the, n- not Cox? No, the other yeah. guy. Yeah, I think that was his Cox. name. Cox. Is it Cox? I think it was. Um, and uh, he was supposed goals. to. Yeah, when he was up forward, yeah, that's the one. And mm. when he was up forward, he was supposed to be minded by Hardigan, but he was taking those marks unopposed. Yeah, well, the one that he took towards the end there was uh, Jake Kelly was the one that put the worst spoil on I could ever imagine. <laughs> didn't put a spoil on Well, he there. didn't even put any body on the guy. It just, I mean, God, this is all basic stuff. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Seed had 24 touches, 11 and 13, four marks, uh, zero tackles, as we mentioned, four inside 50s, two clearances, eight contested, went at 75%, um, four score involvement, six intercept possessions. Macca, I actually had Seed as our best player today, despite the fact that he still doesn't look right. Um, I, I would have him right up there, but uh, I still had Gibbsy best. No, I'll, I'm going with Phoenix because when we were able to get the ball into his hands and he did keep trying and working, um, what I noticed the past couple of weeks is teams are so much get be- very, very aware of stopping him, yeah, stop him, yeah. stop us. Um, he he yeah. managed to get away for, for a bit, but they got in his um, – they didn't give him a lot of space, but he was just so proactive and he's – did still keep trying. There's no doubt. Despite the lack of tackles, which surprised the hell out of me. Mm. No, but that's not his game. He's he's our best attacking weapon. There's no doubt about that. And uh, and I thought he did have a pretty good game. But overall, I still still gave it to Bryce. But um, yep, seeds very high up. Yeah. Well, that opinion. Yeah, yeah. Look, they both played well. I thought the reason I give it to Seed over Gibbs are only because uh, he seemed to fade a little bit uh, in the second half. And as I mentioned before, I, I just wish he'd stand up in big moments. Um, next guy, Sam Gibson, 18 and 5 for 23, took seven marks, uh, kicked a goal, laid a tackle, eight contested possessions, uh, 74% disposal efficiency, five intercepts. I don't really know why he's in the team. Oh, he, was, he was playing Lady's role. Mm. 
And I actually I liked what we were getting from him in those respects. Um, right. He was creating a lot of runoff of that half back line. Um, and you know, you know what you're going to get with him, which is the kicking is a little bit off, but he's going to keep trying. He's going to give everything, and he just kept pressuring up forward. And he was one of those that was making a lot of proactive movements forward. I'm with you, Nikki. I agree with that. I just think there's a reason that North were playing him as a lockdown a defensive midfielder. Um, I don't see oh, that, a lot. That's, that's, a knock, that's a knock on his kicking. Well, yeah, but I think it's also a knock on his general. Uh, yeah, but that was value. only his last year. Only that in his last year there. Um, before that, he was always playing out on the out in the open. Mm. Yeah, and he he did some really nice stuff today, Phoenix. He did some really great runs. He created yeah, space. Uh, um, particularly there was the, the His ball kicking is where... horrific and he undoes a lot of that. Well, it wasn't as horrific as bets with um, what is it, one goal? Or did he kick two? Two goals, six. But the, the yeah, kick down six. the line I mean a couple of the kicks down the line he just ballooned them straight up in the air. The one late to Lockie Murphy. Um oh, it's just yeah, like we... what the fuck are you doing? Like seriously. Yeah. Bit bit of pressure on that one. No, we are conceding that's that's probably his uh, Achilles heel, but uh, at least, at least the, the guy ha- does have a fair crack at it. Oh, no, and, no uh, doubting that, but I, I just, I don't know. We've got enough of these dour players, Macker. I don't know whether we need another one. <laughs> well, at the moment, we don't have enough. Um, well, he wasn't trying to be dour, though. He was actually know, trying to be creative, and he was creative. Mm, oh, maybe I'm just a bit biased. Um, Miller, a 12 and 10 for 22, three marks, four tackles, uh, three clearances. Uh, seven contested possessions, only went at 63.5% disposal efficiency, uh, four intercept possessions, three turnovers. Um, not as much meterage from Miller uh, this week. Um, and I thought he played all right in patches, um, did all right for a little while um, when he was down back on Walters. Yeah, he was down back for the whole game. Um, yeah. I thought, which I, was I, thought they, I saw him play a bit higher. So, yeah. No, no, no. He ran forward. Yeah, no, he, 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 he was down back the whole game, and he was and he was defending. Um, yeah. So he wasn't the loose man. That was actually more Gibson. Yeah, he was a one on one. He was playing. Yeah, one-on-one. he was. He was playing one on one. He. I thought he did actually quite well on Walters. Actually, I, I thought we covered Walters fairly well. It was the lack of the midfield run out the back that was stuffing yeah. it up. Yeah. Uh, Richie Douglas, sixteen and four for twenty. Uh, it's not enough from a from a ex club champion. It's just not enough. Uh, four marks, kicked a goal, two tackles, uh, five inside fifties. Shows that he was actually getting up the ground a bit. Um, three clearances, uh, ten contested, only went at sixty percent disposal efficiency. Um, six turnovers. Uh, it's the tail of the tape. You just go through this whole side, the tail of the tape. Not enough of the ball mm. and burnt it too much. Not enough of the ball well, burnt it too much. Well, it's a condemnation of the whole team, really, because I had him in my first half dozen players. And you're quite right, everything you said about him. Mm. Um, Pahoki, I thought, justified his selection, did all right. Um, the only thing he I did, think. The only, the only th- my only criticism of Miles is he seems to be a bit of a indecisive uh, thinker with ball in hand. Um, there were a couple of times towards he, the end there where, I know, and I know they had guys back, 
Um, yeah, and that's what they co- they commented on the commentary was that it was actually good that he held it up because we didn't have enough players back. Yeah, but it was good that he Wilson, held it up. And Wilson was lurking. It's good that he held it up, Nick, but then he chose the wrong option. Um, there were a couple of times where he got it through the middle and he just needed to spread it wide to spread. That's what you do when you're coming in. If, got, if, yeah. if, the, if they've got a bloke sitting back there, you want to go sideways to spread the defence, and unfortunately, what we were doing was just waiting and then bombing. Uh, we needed to kick wide to spread defence and and open up some holes for Tex and and Josh to run into. So, but he'll learn. And I thought, yeah. as I said, I he's, thought he justified his selection today. Yeah, he's and, got know, an amazing him. set of hands. Very good yeah, overhead for his size. Yeah, Excellent. took seven and marks. Can, yeah, and and we've and I said this I think a couple of weeks ago that. I was surprised at games where he has played. You could just see that so often we would kick to him and I'm thinking he's going to be outnumbered here. But the trust in his teammates that they had that he's going to mark that ball and it just came to fruition in today's game. I, th- I thought he actually had a – that was his best game for us. Yeah, I thought at least he, he's got excuses in the sense of being uh, young and in, in, inexperienced and uh, – as you said about the way we use the ball, Phoenix, a lot of the others have got no excuse. No, that's exactly right. Um, Tom today, uh, 17 touches, 6 marks, 5 tackles, uh, 3 inside 50s, 4 rebound 50s, 5 contested, went 82% disposal efficiency, a couple of contested marks, 2 score involvements, 5 intercept possessions. I had him in my top 3, actually. I thought it was a really good game. You missed something out, Phoenix. Um, I don't know. You missed the age. rundown that the tech, sealed that rundown on Walters. Well, I, was just I hadn't missed it. I just hadn't got to it yet. Jesus, <laughs> I think oh. that that should have been the start. Red is that, that sealed that sealed the rising star. I think for him, seriously, but, that was, was a, that was immense. I'd say it's a tack, should, should get the tackle of the season too because he really should never have caught him, but he did. It was outstanding. Well, and the thing that made it even, not notwithstanding, it was it was Wilson, wasn't it, that he brought down? So Wilson's no, s- Walters. No, well, Walters. Walters. Sorry, Walters that he brought yep. down. So he's not slow. But Tom kind of went to chase, and then you could almost see him go ah, and then he thought, oh, okay. And so he actually lost a bit of momentum early on in that chase, and uh, and then he just put in the big ones and pulled him down. It was it was a brilliant. Run down, uh, tackle. He made him run too far, but because he was actually called for the too far. But yeah, that's right. But tell me this: where was that? Should have inspired the team. That was an inspirational act from Tom, and yep. yet, and yet, we didn't gain any momentum out of it. <laughs> I can't argue with you because that, that's true. I mean, it, it should have been a, an absolutely team lifting effort. That that particular incident, and and. Tell me, tell me, Maka, who got around him? Nobody. Who got Nobody. around him? This is and well, no, that's what we, I noticed. Because we turned that. the ball over and we had to spread. No, that's I why understand. they didn't get around him. No, no, no. But still, there was plenty of time. Plenty of time. No, there was no, there was no players near him. There was one deep. Everybody else was still up. Nikki. And they had to stay up Nikki. because he was going to kick the ball. Nikki. I watched him for the next five or ten minutes, right? And when they when, don't have the camera on him the entire time, no, so you I, wouldn't know. Hang, hang on. All right. You won't win. Would you, you know, know Nikki? 
Would you know? No, I don't know, but you right. won't know either because but, the camera wouldn't have been on him the entire right. time. But were you actually taking any notice of it? Because I was. No, because I was watching the play. So I've got a better idea of what was going on than you because I was actually taking notice of it. And what I noticed... <laughs> No, what but I noticed Nikki, the camera is not on him Nikki, d- for that Nikki, entire time you're talking about. Of course not. But you Nikki, do you think we're playing with team you're spirit at the moment? No, I'm not making an assumption. I'm I'm telling you what I saw. Okay? And what I saw was no one getting around him, no one getting around him to give him a rub on the head or a pat on the bum. And it's indicative of a team that's not playing with any team cohesion or spirit at the moment. And you can argue with me until you're blue in the face. But there's <laughs> so... And you, and you will. How the fuck am I wrong, honestly? Because you're you, actually you can't making defini- assumption that no, that you never can't happened. Def- you can't definitively say that I'm wrong. No, you can say you your opinion is... You say that it did happen. In your opinion. it didn't happen. All right, you can't so definitely say one or the other. So we're playing I, with team cohesion I, at the moment, are we, Nick? No, I, I don't think we are, but you right, cannot and that's indicative say definitively. Of that. Nicky, I was watching and I didn't see it happen. Did you but see anyone go again, up? again, Macca, Macca, was the camera following Duday for those entire five minutes or ten minutes that Phoenix is talking about? No, yeah, totally. the camera yeah. is following play that is going around. You can't know if it didn't happen when he was down in the back lines once the ball had actually gone forward well, or once the ball's gone to the middle. You can't know because the camera was not on him the entire time. You didn't have a due day watch. Well, of course. I don't, th- I don't think it probably did happen, but you cannot definitively say that it didn't. Well, Just of like co- I can't definitively say that it did. Well, of course the... F- I'm not going to swear anymore. Because, of course, the camera wasn't on him for that entire time. Of course, Nikki. But it was on that area for a lot of the time because the ball came back, right? So it was on him for – he was in the play for a lot of the time. And at no Which stage – there's play going on. You don't stop play to go, oh, well done, mate. At oh, no st- player runs away. That's stupid. Uh, I'm not an idiot, Nick, all right? Anyway, trying to make a point that the team aren't playing with cohesion. If you want to argue that, go right ahead. But it's uh, no, I'm not arguing that. Well, that's the point. So let's not. That's the point. So let's not argue semantics. Make it all right. You get it. It's just an opinion. Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, David McKay was useless. Daniel (laughs) McTalia was. No, I'm not even fucking laughing, Nick, because that's just semantics, and it's a waste of breath. Okay. The, the point is that the team are playing like a bunch of individuals without any team spirit whatsoever, okay? And if you want to spend five minutes talking about semantics, then we'll have a semantics podcast, okay? This is a football podcast, okay? We don't need to pull everyone up on bloody 1% things. Josh Jenkins tried hard. Luke Brown, unfortunately, got injured. Looks like he might be out for a week or two. Uh, Eddie Betts uh, was wasteful in front of goal. Um, I thought he tried hard and obviously someone's told him to stay down because uh, there was a couple of times where he probably would have flown in recent weeks but he didn't fly this time. Jake yeah, Kelly, I thought, was missed, useless. Just on any, he probably missed at least three goals. He oh, that kick. one off the left that he sidestepped. Uh, that, oh, he that should was, have eaten that for breakfast. Yeah, It just missed. I actually missed it, by a fair way, Nick. Um, yeah, it did about about midpoint, Nicky. Yeah, he tried to kick it across his foot, and where he just could have basically dropped a left foot drop punt through. Um, there was another one that was a poster, though, wasn't there? 
Uh, yeah, he wasn't. Uh, no, there wasn't poster. No, it was late in the game. Mm. Two goals, six from Ed. Not good enough. Uh, yeah, Jake Kelly looks cooked. He's not playing with much confidence at the moment. Um, out of form. He's definitely all. out of form. Yeah. Rory Atkins, I've already burnt him to a crisp, so that less, less said about him, the better. He shits me. Huey Greenwood had an off game, I thought. Um, six and eight for 14. Uh, four tackles, though, which is his go. The one um, thing about Huey Greenwood today, I, I, I thought he was hanging onto the ball longer than normal. He, mm. Normally his hands are like lightning, and he, but I just thought he just hung on that, that little bit too often uh, today. Yeah, well, yeah. between him and Yolman, we only yeah, we take your finger off the button, Macca. Between, I haven't got my finger. I'm not using oh, the button. There's some feedback going on. Um, Wasn't me. So between Greenwood and Yolman... We only got uh, about 250 metres gained out of the two of them for the match. Um, so, no, and it seems to have coincided with Matty Crouch coming back into the side. The last couple of weeks, uh, both Hugh and Ellis Yellman have uh, dropped off a little bit in their efficiency, uh, their, their numbers. Um, Spending a lot more time up forward, I think, the pair of them. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and it's interesting because Crouchy's not getting much inside. So, I mean, we've still got 19 contested possessions out of Greenwood and, and Yolman and only six from Crouch. So it's not as if Matty Crouch has taken over an inside role, but it just seems to have altered the dynamic in there somewhat. So that's that's an interesting observation. Uh, Lockie Murphy uh, I thought was okay. Um, oh, only just, though. Yeah, only but he's a footballer, Macca, isn't he? Is that the impression you get from him? He is, uh, but is he going to be the, the long-term answer, though? That's No, he's five games in. Well, it's, it's, I'm being a little bit harsh, I suppose, because he, he doesn't have a lot of experience behind him. But um, when, you, when you're small like he is, you've got to have some uh, real tricks to go with it, like Eddie has. And, uh, I, I, reckon he's a good, I reckon he's a good field kick, Mac, and I reckon he's quite aggressive. What I yep. what I'm struggling with Murphy at the moment, I'm struggling to understand what role he's playing because well, that's coming at you. My, uh, well, that's not his fault. That, uh, like it's hard to know because at at times he was playing quite high, uh, whereas I would have thought his role in the team is as a defensive small forward. But um, I, he seemed to—I don't know whether he's having small r- runs rotating through other positions. Um, but I, I don't know whether it's be. got a definitive role. He's up around centre quite often. Mm. Yes. I, I think he's he was swapping with um, Douglas as of that defensive role and then the high half forward role. Yeah, I yeah, think that's you could be right actually. Could be right. Um, PJ Crows reckons Murphy won't play fifty games, mate. I know you're pissed and pissed off. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think he's right. No, I reckon he. I reckon he's got a spot. There's going to be a big hole to fill when um, Eddie Betts retires, Macca. Um, yep. And at the moment, well, I reckon Murphy's Murphy's got the spot. Well, Eddie's playing on playing another three or four years. So, really, um, really? Have you been listening to him the last few months? I'm only well, I saw in a recent interview. That's what he said. Yeah, no, I think maybe that might not be the case. Um, Tex Walker, I don't know. Did you guys think that it was? Uh, a justified selection in the end? No. We needed some experience down there with Lynch out. 
Yeah. Um, and we have noticed before that even if he's not getting the ball, he does have quite an impact in that forward line. And mm. I thought they looked more cohesive. Mm. Um, but hopefully next week he'll be better for the run. I, I think I think that's a really solid observation, Nikki. That he did straighten us up. He did our forward line. I felt looked more. Um, more workable. There seemed to be more gaps, and it was the midfield uh, that were letting him down. But um, in terms of his own output, I think he'd be disappointed. Only six and five for eleven, four marks, uh, kicked only one goal, two. Uh, as I said, really squibbed an opportunity late when he took a mark at probably fifty-five, and and wanted to. Dish he to, had to have a go. He had to have had a to. kick. He had to. Oh. And, and I think that, he. That, I think he might have possibly been trying, you know, get it done quicker because McKay running past called for it and it was just that snap thing. But I agree with you guys. He should have Nicky, gone back and go, kicked it. If you go back through history and have a look there at uh, David McKay's running shots at goal, I would well, I think you'd find he'd be lucky if he landed three out of ten. Oh, Miss Wright, so, don't they, Macca? <laughs> always, always go to the right. You always Miss Wright. Go straight him up 15 degrees. Um, but... Uh, Walker, he can kick that journey, and when he kicks that journey, he tends to kick straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, the, you know, if he kicked at that at that stage, I do believe he would have gone on to win the game. Yeah. And I thought that was a t- turning point in the game. Yeah, well, yeah. certainly in that last little while. Mac, I don't know what's going on with you, but I keep feeding back. Um, in that last uh, few, like at that point in the game, text needed to have that shot and I'm surprised I'm really surprised that he didn't recognise that moment anyway yeah, it's amazing but uh, you know the unfortunately people have brain fades and that was a very costly one in my opinion yeah Ellis Yeoman uh, fading fading badly at the moment Cam uh, only 4 and 7 for 11 that's just not enough just not enough from an inside midfielder um, you no, know, he, Huey he, he had did. 6 and 8 Ellis Yelman, 4 and 11. We only got 25 disposals out of our two key midfielders. Um, yeah, they were, they were staying back. That You're right, that whole thing with um, Crouchy coming in. You mm. could see that they were staying a little bit more on the outside. It's like, nah, get them feeding mm. out to mm. Crouch. Yeah, yeah. Cam's, he's just appearing before our eyes almost. Uh, yeah, six tackles, but- uh, four clearances, seven contested. Um, yeah, but... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I I think he's tired. Uh, let's not forget he's coming back off an ACL, um, mm. Mm. and he's been asked to both both him and Hugh have been asked to do a lot of work. I wouldn't mind uh, with Crouch now in the team, I, uh, and you know in, injuries notwithstanding, I wouldn't mind uh, them rotating Cam and and Hugh uh, off the emergency list for the next couple of weeks just to give him a, a bit of a break. Um, I don't know whether there's room for both of them in the team, though. Ultimately, I'm not sure. Um, Kyle Hardigan, I think, struggled at times. I, I feel like um, we were playing very high, and we kept getting caught over the back. And uh, yeah, he got caught out. He got caught out three or four times. Yeah, he seemed to be getting caught out of position quite regularly, um, but not our worst by any stretch. I think our defence tried hard. Source oh, I know. He, tried, he tried hard. He, he tried hard, but it just mm. there was some cost, costly errors. Yeah, this is our All Australian ruckman, uh, Sam Jacobs, four and four, 
uh, two marks, uh, two tackles, 41 hitouts, uh, I think three to advantage. Uh, two inside 50s, um, not much else. Gigi's cooked at the moment, isn't he? He's just absolutely cooked. And uh, they reckon he's got a crook, uh, crook back. Well, uh, yeah, Mackie, you know, he's had that. Him. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, I don't think he should be playing. He's had that crook back. He did that crook back. When was it? What game was it? Three, three, three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Who were we playing? I can't remember, but, he, but he, he hasn't, he's done absolutely Might have been Port, actually. He done, he's done nothing since he got the guy. No. Uh, why won't um, they play yeah. O'Brien? Why, just why won't they play O'Brien? No idea. Yeah. I would have played, definitely played O'Brien this week. This was a perfect week to bring him in. You know, and it doesn't. I mean, Riley's been playing a right, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we're not losing anything by not having Source in the team, and we might actually gain a little bit from Riley, uh, even if it's just for a week or two. But if they don't think that Riley's up to it, then piss him off. We've had him on for three years now, or whatever. God uh, damn it! It is, it is oh, crazy, it is. yeah. And Darcy Fogarty. Um, I'm with everyone when it comes to the uh, recognition of skill, um, but we've got to get more out of him. Only the eight yeah. touches, didn't take a mark, uh, only two tackles, only three inside. Like, I'm just struggling one to really see what good, is. One of those tackles was very good, though. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm not knocking the kid at all because he's 18. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got to get more out of him. If he's going to be in the team... We've got to get more out of him. I mean, between him and Tex and um, Jenkins, neither of those three had uh, double-figured uh, kicks. Um, Jenkins kicked two, Walker one, and Fogarty nothing. Well, there, he's Darcy's playing our third tall role at the moment. He's got to mm-hmm. hit. The, he's got to hit the scoreboard. Correct. Yep. He, Agreed. He, yeah, he's got to get. I think he should be getting two a game, and, and look, he's only eighteen and. Um, it's not his fault, uh, but at this stage he's he's really not quite ready. But we're playing him because of yeah. I don't think we've got him. But he'd be us to play that role. Well, we do. There's a bloke called Harry Deer in the two. Well, he, he had knee soreness. He didn't he, play. Yeah, that's this week. That's this week. But he hasn't previously. Well, they obviously don't rate him. I think that that's obvious, Phoenix, because. Uh, well, they must been. rate him because Clark actually was at the SNFL. What does that mean? Well, Matty, Matty Clark was there too, and he was actually coaching Rob at the SNFL no, game. No, we're talking Harry Deer. He flew over later. We're talking oh, Harry, Harry Deer. Harry Deer. Harry's problem is JJ. No, well, I... Because Jenkins know. is playing. Yeah, well, they've got it. Like, I understand they've got certain people earmarked for certain roles and certain people understudies to other people. But, you know... Um, yeah. You you and I have talked about this, that yeah. the, when McGovern went down was the perfect time to bring in Harry, and they should have. Yeah. Anyway, look, that's the tail of the tape. Um, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Let's go through our awards uh, for the week, shall we? <laughs> for what I think it's, it's worth. too bad actually calling them awards. Well, you know what I mean. They're not going to get anything, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> They don't deserve it. No.
So I guess it's a uh, Gibbs and Seedsman. Who's got the deciding vote? Oh, you have. Well, you and I both voted for Seed over Gibbs, so that was a two-to-one decision. Yeah, yeah. we accepted it. Yeah, I'm very happy. Honourable oh, honorable mention to Gibbs, but he faded, as you pointed out quite rightly, Phoenix. He he faded out in that last quarter. Yeah, he got that well, hit really in the third, did. didn't he? And and that he I did, think shook and, him I, up and a I think bit. that did. I, I think that did impact. Him. I yeah, I respect the back that, of the rib. That is the decision, and I said, well, my opinion, of course, but that uh, of you're course, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm do a, I just want to do a nicky on you. Uh, <laughs> no, I lose my shit and turn everything off. <laughs> I don't know whether we had any. I mean, Tom did A is the obvious um, for this award. Um, and I think Miles Jude with an, on, with an honourable mention to Miles. Yeah, I think so, Nicky. You, you, got, you got something right for the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's only your opinion, Macca. You I'm can't say that definitively. Yes, yeah, it's just your opinion. I've just been builded by Mrs. Macca for saying that too. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mrs. Macca. He knows I wanted to stir the shit out of you, Nicky. <laughs> There's a lot of candidates for this next one. I'm going to overdub Wake Up Rory Atkins into that little <laughs> audio clip because... It's pretty much just it, really. Uh, yeah. I know there's others, and we, we have talked about Source quite a bit, but Rat was just putrid today. Yeah. Uh, well, Rory Atkins, he speaks for himself. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about David McKay's, and it's not an excuse and it's no reason to have him in the team, but I think David McKay tries. He has courage. Yeah. Rory Atkins, for whatever reason, he he just does not go when he has to go. Um, I remember distinctly, uh, with about two minutes left, there was uh, two minutes left in the game. There was a throw in on the on the close wing on on the you know the camera side wing, and Sources actually got a tap and hit it to the to the to his left, so towards our goal, and. Rory Atkins was there, and all he had to do was run forward and meet the ball, and he had two players flanking him on the outside that he could have dished to, and we would have had a forward 50 entry at a very critical time in the game. Now, Rory Atkins stood there, mm-hmm. waited for the ball to come to him. In the meantime, Frio guys have run back towards him. Rory Atkins has placed a nice little deposit in his shorts while the Frio guys have taken the ball away from him <laughs> and run off. And it was indicative of the way Atkins has been playing for this entire season and probably for the best part of his career. He did like oh, these you, are you fundamental missed, things. You, you missed a fabulous thing in the first quarter where we had this breakdown on that same um, a break down on that same wing. Beautiful handball to him. He's taken off, and then all of a sudden he stops and turns around because he's just Thank left the ball behind. Yeah, I don't know how he managed to leave the ball behind. <laughs> yeah, probably you want to get out of here so I don't get hurt. Yeah, well, the, I mean... He was in the clear backer. <laughs> I, I, I know. I he left the ball behind. I understand yeah. that the selection panel is a bit hamstrung at the moment because of our injury situation. But for God's sake, there are certain times where you've just got to make a guy accountable and 
Rory Atkins needs to be held accountable because he's not playing to an AFL standard. And if they're sitting around in their little collective minds leading teams bloody group 360-degree review peer crap, then surely there's 20-odd players telling him that he's not pulling his weight and playing the way that they want to play. Surely. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see a bloke like Gallucci paid play because, and, and I know that this stage, you know, he's not going to have the greatest impact on games and that because he's still uh, a young bloke, but he's got pace, which we, we are, and we are a slow side, and he, and he certainly uh, has got a bit of courage. He doesn't shit himself like the other bloke does all the time. Um, and he's got a good kick. And and he'll just get better and better and better the more he plays. I have no doubt that. But is getting better the more games he plays. Yep. And I think if Galich gets the same opportunity. And uh, and as Nicky suggested, um, Wilson. Uh, Paddy Wilson uh, is another one, yep. You know, he's, he is absolutely scorching the, the, the track in the SAFL. And uh, I, can't, I can't see any reason why he shouldn't be given a try. At the moment, we've got people that, are playing uh, poorly, letting the team down, and um, they should get a go. And yep. Wilson's a lovely, mature body that actually welcomes contact. Yep. Doesn't mind it at all. Um, no. You know, he's not happily the quickest, dishes it back out again. He's not the quickest player going around, but he does have a good presence, and he has got a nice kick. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we went to the SNFL on Saturday expecting um, to get beaten. Um, didn't expect the umpires to be as bad as they were. Um, but he was so proactive because we were playing him through the middle, um, but he was running up and back. And what I love was every time he's he's absolutely gut running to get off that boundary line you know, to do the interchange, and you can tell he's buggered. He's run himself into the ground whilst he's out there, but he's still sprinting to get off like he should do. It's exactly what you want to see in a player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the knock from, uh, if certain sources are being believe that the knock is that he hasn't been working hard, well, he's certainly been working hard in the last four to six weeks, so uh, I think he deserves a run, and I would hate for him to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, cast aside, Um and uh, his naming as an emergency maybe is is sign that uh, a the collection uh, the selection panel listens to Crowcast, um, and b that uh, maybe he's turned a bit of a corner. Anyway, that's it. I reckon uh, done it to death. What do you guys reckon? Yep, and we got the cockwomble. Oh crap! Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk amongst yourselves for a minute while I find the cockwomble music. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we we could say that there's a blanket thing on our coaching staff, team, etc. But we, we did give it to the club last week, so we'll, we'll forgive them for that. Um, Phoenix and I were joking beforehand that um, he possibly deserves a nomination I for quoting deserve from, one. <laughs> from that April Fool's article, which he did fess up to and a bit, but, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I, as I mentioned, I did go to the SANFL and the ground announcer, oh, my God, um, 
I don't. I think, or whoever it is, forgot to put the comma in um, Alex Keith's name because uh, he said the captain for the LA Crows is Keith Alexander. And we're all going really okay. What the hell? Yep. <laughs> oh, he had no idea. Um, so that was kind of funny. Um, I actually would like to give it to the umpires for continually allowing players to tap the ball with an open hand upwards and not pay it as a throw. You can tap the ball upwards. You can tap no, the ball. No, it's not allowed to go up. Yes, it is. It's, it's, no, it can't go up in the air. A tap. Open hand, you can tap it, but it has to stay level with your hand. It cannot go on an upward trajectory, I've which they continually it. do. I've and never that's heard that, Nikki. Yeah, that's a throw. You can yeah. tap it down. You cannot tap the ball up. What, what rule is that? Up. What rule is that? I've never <laughs> that in my life. Can you find that in the rules, please? Well they've, cha- well, they've changed it from when I umpired then. But that Nick- used to be a definition of a throw. Nikki, you've got to get a cockworm. I was just about to say, <laughs> unless you can unless you can provide evidence, then next week on the, the wrap. No, 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 hang on. The next AFL week on rules. the wrap, the next week on the wrap, you, there will be no cockwomble. There will just be a <laughs> Nikki is a cockwomble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on what I am fine. So it may have changed, but that just annoys the shit out of me. I, if they did change it, they've changed it to allow the Bulldogs to get away with it because it's that's the way it always used to be. If you tap the ball upwards, well, no. I can tell you, that you can tap it down, but you couldn't tap it upwards. If no. you were an umpire, an umpire, well, I certainly wouldn't expect to get a free kick from you. <laughs> uh, a definition of a throw is carrying the ball with your hand. Uh, like you can tap the ball. What about if you fist the ball, Nick? Does it have to go to a certain angle or a trajectory no, or the, velocity? The, fist is, the uh, fist is fine. It's an open hand. 27 degrees know, south it, it has was, to go. No, it was brought in for the ruck because you're tapping it down. Nick, this is a disappointing effort from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't watch anything else, so yeah. if anybody else has got some other nominations, yeah. off you go. I'm giving it to Brett Burton because I hate him. <laughs> we gave it to the club last week, Macca. No, yeah, no, but now he's, he's honing in on individuals. I, I'm homing in. I'm homing in. He did last week as well, and I just gave it to the club. No, well, Bert, Burton is—he's not qualified to hold that position. Our, we just saw today our club go into ruination for the season, and there is a certain individual and his uh, offsiders who have killed it. Is that it? Like, be rude. Do you think that that's um, actually the case, Macca? I genuinely believe that, that they have ruined our season. And then taking it further, it has created a generation of liars uh, and, and cover-up merchants trying to uh, hide the truth of what happened. They're finally coming out saying now that they've messed up their pre-season and, and they've, that they've done things wrong. They finally, can, But only after they have been rubbished and lampooned. The club has been lampooned by every writer all around Australia. And we've gone from being this tight, credible club, and made have been uh, we've made fools of ourselves. Mm. I can't disagree, Nick. What's your impression? It? You've got you've got some uh, some club there's, knowledge. There's there is definitely some disharmony going on down there, um, and it's very disappointing because, um, as you and I both know, Phoenix, we've sat in a room with. Andrew Fagan and Ian Shuttleworth. And whilst I can understand 
um, working in a communications area myself, I know exactly why they're doing certain things regarding messaging. You're always going to do that. It's been very um, obvious um, about some the way they've delivered certain messages, but um, that's across the whole of the AFL. They all do that kind of thing. I find it very disappointing because I had quite a lot of high hopes regarding Fagan. Um, I'm with you, Nikki. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know there's some disharmony. I know there's some other issues. I'm not entirely too sure where to put the finger, the blame on. That that's my problem. I think Burton appears to be fairly obvious, um, but I don't want to slag something off without without having too much knowledge. That's that's my problem. I think my my impression is that um, sorry, Mike, we're feeding back. Yep, um, my impression is that um, both Pete and I and and you, Nick, and a couple of other people have re- received information or heard from you know fairly reliable sources of disharmony and of discontent and of ructions in the club and all the rest of it. And it's the old adage. I think it's where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean. Um, I know that the club doesn't want to uh, add any further fuel to the uh, collective minds uh, commentary, uh, which we ran with on Tuesday night. Um, for those who don't listen on Tuesday nights, um, you know they don't want to add to that. They, you know, I'm sure they just want to move on and um, you know put it to bed. Um, I'm sure that they'd point to um, the success last year when we also had collective minds on board. So, but the the simple fact is, Max. Sorry, I'll just finish this bit. The simple fact is, we've we've got two um, leading uh, leadership and personal development programs going on at the Crows at the moment. Leading teams, which has been run by Daniel, what's his name for Daniel Healy now for a fair while, and more recently, um, uh, Collective Minds, which uh, by all reports is. a customised version of the Mankind Project, a customised version, um, and uh, run by non-psychology people. And I understand it's not supposed to be a psychology-based course, but certainly some of the practices by that mob are are questionable at best. So why we need to have two programs running uh, that run independently um, and why, as a consequence, we appear to have so many... uh, so much disharmony and disconnect amongst the group at the moment. Um, I don't know. It seems to be a bit counterproductive, if you ask me. I guess my, my, mine's a little bit more simplistic than that. Um, the assets of the football club primarily are its players. Everything else springs from that. If you've got the right players and um, you get the right performances and the right results, everything else in the club will... Uh, run smoothly from there on in with reasonable people in the management roles. Um, and what we've done is physically and mentally messed around with this with our asset, and this is the result of it, in the sense that the, some of them aren't there physically because of the, they've been damaged by what we've done, and it's un, unnecessarily uh, damaged, and also some have been mentally affected as well. So... Um, if I sound like a, a record that I get so angry about this, I am angry about it because 
Um, I think we've got a lot of talent in our football club. We've got enough talent to win a, premier, a premiership if everybody is fit and available and happy and wanting to do it. Uh, and uh, I would say that certain people in the club have absolutely messed it up in lumps. And if you did that in a business, you would be sacked. And if, if the Adelaide Football Club has got any balls, they will remove Burton and they will replace him with a professional and uh, make sure that it is run like a professional football club that it used to be and not not before we promoted people who aren't capable of doing the role properly. And nobody can dispute that particular comment because the results are there right in front of our noses. I'd, for me, it's it's really hard to put a finger on exactly what's... The, the, it's not one thing. I also think what could possibly be impacting this, and, and quite rightly you pointed out there, Macca, is that with this collective minds, et cetera, what was going on, did, did they actually take into account what this group has had going on? Um, and that had actually gelled us together. But winning and playing that attractive football had helped. And then all of a sudden we've got all these injuries, we've got this other adversity, we're not coping well. I, th- I think it's actually a few issues compounding. And so for me, whilst you're saying removing burden, yes, okay, that, that might be part of that, that problem, but I don't think it will fix what's gone on um, well, very quickly. I, I think there's, uh, th- I think we're actually in for a lot more pain. Let, let's not forget, Nikki, that um, Burton was also um, the instigator of us purchasing uh, the Kangatech technology. Yeah. Um, and the Kangatech technology is specifically designed to manage uh, training loads. Uh, it's an injury management tool, and yet. Uh, despite it appearing to work very well at North Melbourne, um, it hasn't worked very well for us. Now, Saunders is obviously still at North Melbourne, so which means we've obviously bought the, the program and the technology. And but, then we've set it up and, somehow and how we want. We actually had our own bespoke um, injury management, I think, I within the club, I and know. that was working. Well, Nick uh, Poulos... Um, has since gone on and uh, made quite a name for himself in that space. We had him. Correct. We had him Correct. at the club, you know, right yeah. there. And then we chose to demote him by bringing Burton into the club. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go on about this too much longer because we did cover it fairly extensively on Tuesday night. But um, I, th- I think uh, for me, I've been thinking about this a little bit longer and I think that there might be some structural problems at the Crows in regards to who's doing what. Because I know that Andrew Fagan is very, very focused on growing the club uh, from a revenue base, uh, which is commendable, and and I think you know he's doing a good job in that space. But at the end of the day, the GM Footy Ops and uh, the uh, Smarty, the operations manager, and a couple of others report through to him, um, and I don't know whether that's uh, whether those reports are working. Um, because I don't see any accountability from Burton, um, really. And no, we, all, we all know, Mac, that... Uh, well, we don't know. Uh, sorry, Nikki, we don't know because <laughs> we didn't see all the footage. But it's uh, reasonable to assume that part of the reason that Birdman uh, was employed initially was because of his relationship with um, Rusciuto because... The only two clubs that were interested in Burton when he left Brisbane were Melbourne, where Goody was, 
and Adelaide where Rusciuto was. So it's a fairly safe assumption to make. And is Rusciuto and, more to the point, Fagan going to have the nuts to call Burton out and make him accountable? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think I mean, there, needs to be, there needs to be a much closer eye. And, and there could well be happening at the moment. Could be. But, yeah, um, we don't know. Yeah, and, and that's where I was getting at before with the semantics. So we, we're making sure we, we're treading that fine line, but from what it looks like from the outside, it's exceedingly disappointing, and I think there's a lot more pain awaiting us as fans of this club. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it depends on how quickly blokes man up uh, in that administration. But anyway, look, we've gone on for a long time, guys. Thank you very much to the people in the chat. Um, whoops, that's a bit loud. People in the chat... Um, <laughs> Thank you, Macca. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, don't forget AFL Crowcast on Facebook and Twitter, aflcrowcast.com, and we'll see you on Tuesday Night Live at 8.30 LA time. Good night, all. Night, all. Yeah, night, all.